people we fit to have a conversation today no guests well Monty's my guest today we about to have a nice conversation and um get some stuff off of our chest first of all i have to say um the weather we had yesterday and today i'm a i'm a spring i'm a spring baby and um sorry i live downtown so there's always something going on uh, but I'm a spring baby, and it's something about this weather where it's still a nice breeze, but the sun is out, and it's kind of balancing each other, so you're not too hot because there's a nice breeze to get that sweat off of you. Uh, but yesterday, I was in, t- I don't know what, well, I'm not going to say I don't know, over the last year, literally, so what's the day to eat? Day is the 12th, so it's been a year. And what is crazy, you know, because the 12th was on a, was the 12th on a Thursday last year. It's been exactly a year since I've been in a classroom, uh, a physical classroom teaching. Um, and I feel some kind of way. I really miss it. Um, but as we all know, um, there's a big battle between our mayor and our governor. Um, and <laughs> it looks like our mayor is probably losing. Uh, and they are opening, schools open back up this, this, uh, well, not all schools, elementary schools. Um, they didn't decrease, uh, the size of the classrooms. They did not, they have a, a contingency plan in terms of keeping the children in the classroom, one classroom all day long. Um, I don't understand socially distanced because it could be up to, almost 30 kids in a classroom in some of these schools, uh, a lot of these schools. Um, and in conjunction with that, the teacher stays in that room. They get their lunch brung to them. And then uh, all of their enrichment teachers are supposedly going to be Skyped in or um, virtually in the classroom. So I am... Um, I'm not for that. You know, a lot of the teachers, some of the teachers who probably over a certain age or who probably got, you know, allowance because some something else uh, got maybe got the vaccination. But a lot of the teachers do not have a vaccination. None of the children have a vaccination. Um, I'm sure none of the support staff have vaccinations. Uh, none of the cleaning staff has had a vaccination. And I want to see, you know, how well these companies keep these schools clean. Um, but for me, it is very bittersweet because I've been an art educator, art educator slash teaching artist for a number of years. I actually, I started when I was about 23. Um, and so that's a number of years ago. Um, shout out to Cash Hester giving me my first teaching job uh, with Tracy Jiggett. Um, but it's like, I feel sad. 
I've had uh, a number of the parents who who um, kind of taken a liking to me this for the school that I'm at right now. Uh, they're really upset because some of their children really, you know, um, opened up to me. I kept in touch with certain students who I knew had some issues that, you know, and I did some um, some social groups with a couple students um, in kind of like a mentor type of way. And it's going to be real bittersweet. Uh, but until, you know, and I was really thinking hard about going back to school and getting my teacher certification. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the investment in my time would be worth it in this moment. So I'm, I'm going to pray over it. I'm going to really pray over it. But this weather, going back to what I was initially saying, this weather really woke something up in me that I think has been dormant uh, for the last year. Uh, that's, why, that's how I got on for the year. So it's been exactly a year. And I don't know, last year I didn't really allow myself to enjoy the outside world. Everything was in the confounds of my home. I got out a couple times because I was doing a play that we did virtually. Um, but everything else I did from these walls in this 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 home of mine. Uh, but um, if anybody else out there is having these same issues, let me know. Um, it was unfortunate. I was for a company. Um, I won't say their name, but I work for a company, a Black-led, organized, predominantly company that could care less. And it was very unfortunate. And I, I really feel some kind of way right now that, you know, I haven't gotten any calls from them. I haven't gotten any correspondence from them. Um, and I still do some one-on-one -on -one acting and theater and coaching with children in the arts. Um, so if you're looking for some uh, extra uh, programming for your child, please hit me up, uh, scenework, S-C-E-N-E-W-U-R-K at gmail.com. Or you can go through the artist exchange page and hit me up uh, because I think that's, I might have to do more freelancing. And I don't like doing that because it doesn't always, it, the, the format that we have right now where everything's virtual, I'm learning that, I'm getting more comfortable with that. But once it's open up, you know, sometimes people, it's more convenient for them to be here or there or whatever, but um, yeah, it, you know, artists are very dispensable to this world and we're used when people need entertainment or they need a, a flair to their dull programming. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've seen throughout this pandemic how artists were just tossed to the side and, you know, we just use as entertainment, dancing jigs for people. And I'm, I'm really outside of that. Me and Ronnie were talking a little bit about that, and I'm going to bring him on shortly, but we were, you know, just talking about just the value of, you know, a job. You know, I no longer have a job. Like, as an artist, everything I do, even if I'm working for another company, it's through my business. You know, and I've worked very hard, and I, I think this last year, I've shown myself just how resilient I am, just how dependent on me I am and how not to be dependent on another company. Because, you know, the company that I work for, when we first, a year from this today, um, 
my company sent me out a couple of grants, some links to social services programs, uh, some soup kitchens, some elderly breads. That's what they sent us. You know, so that's what they thought of their instructors. Um, but I, I wish them well, and I've been noticing their programming got a lot of white faces on it, their marketing. So more power to them. I hope they're doing well. I'm sure they, they finagle something, but it's, it's just upsetting to me that, you know, you put in work, and I know I haven't been with this company for the entire duration of my teaching artist career, but I've done a lot of work. I've done some great work, um, and for you to just not even think twice or not even support the talent that you do have or help foster it or, you know, uh, something throughout this. But this pandemic has really shown me how much I have to depend on me, you know, uh, what my contribution to everything that I'm connected to, what that means, you know, and I'm loyal to those who are loyal to me. That's my new um, outlook in this, in this, even beyond this pandemic, because this is going to be uh, old news soon, hopefully soon. Um, but I'm loyal to those things that are loyal to me. And and I can't say it any other way. And there are a few um, a few things that we've been doing. So for the Artist Exchange and moving forward, we're going to be partner, partnering up with a few art organizations, um, independent artists to do some content, some programming. If you've looked at the Artist Exchange YouTube page, you've seen it's been a little bit more active. Uh, right now, uh, the most prominent thing on it is a binge-worthy podcast series uh, with myself and G. Oliver. We've been discussing uh, film and TV shows um, and just the impact that these this TV, these films, screenwriters, actors, directors have on our culture, our history, and the impact they have us on us socially. Um, and we've been doing really great. Uh, even the Artist Exchange show itself has been doing really great. And uh, we're working on revamping some things. I have a great intern um, who I'm teaching. So we'll be doing some more once I get uh, Jermaine. Shout out to Jermaine. Um, hopefully he'll be joining me sometime. But he's a college student, so I don't want to take away from that work. Uh, and he's been really supportive in helping me book shows and such, because we have a, a number of really great guests coming up for the month of April and uh, for the rest of March. So definitely look out for the Artist Exchange. And, uh, please like, share, subscribe uh, to the Artist Exchange radio show on Be Exposes Radio uh, YouTube page. Uh, we need you to like, share, follow click on that bell so you get the notifications when our shows come on. If you're looking for a show, uh, Exposed Radio is at home for you. So definitely stay tuned, stay locked in. Uh, if you if you have an idea for a show, if you have a show and you're looking for a new home, if you've always wanted a show, you have an idea for a show, you need somebody to help you. I'm great at that. I've done that for a number of the shows that we've had on uh, and have on be exposed. So I'm always looking to meet new people. I know this pandemic kind of paused a lot of stuff for be exposed, but we're ready to, and we're ready and we have been keeping it moving. So I hope you've been able to look through our programming and, and see what, 
you know, what we've been doing. We have a number of great shows right now um, happening. We have some shows that are coming back. Um, we're looking for new uh, shows to fill up our uh, surrounding uh, slots. So, you know, hit us up. Info at bigfoldy.com. You can reach us personally on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, and just let us know that you want to show. And we will be on it. Uh, popping in and such. See, that's YouTube. We live right now. Uh, so what I want to do is, um, I got a couple questions. So I'm going to bring Marty in and have him join the conversation. You know, Marty, he's been on hiatus for a minute, but, you know, we got to force him to come out sometimes. He, he's a little shy. <laughs> Hey, Imani. Okay. So, um, I'm, I want to get some of the politics out of the way first. Mm -hmm. And I noticed you've been, uh, so not politics, politics, but people in politics. So, first of all, I want to talk about Cuomo mm -hmm. and what do you think is going to happen to him? Do you think he's going to be forced to resign? That's a great question. Because he doesn't look like he's giving up anytime soon. And he shouldn't. And I think everybody, um, the one thing that I think everybody but they should only be have trying this to do because they're trying to though. force him out, which I, I don't get that because he already said he's going to cooperate with the investigation, right? So how about we wait right. for the investigation that's complete? Because why are we wasting, you're wasting your voice on doing this. He already told you he's not resigning. So you're wasting your voice on this. So either you impeach him or shut up. Well, see what they see the new trend now over the last like 10, 15 years. This is what they do now. So they keep it on social media. So public opinion can already be heightened. Mm -hmm. So when the proceedings go on, it just all, you know, it just looks all bad. So he's he's shamed into resigning before, you know, justice prevails, mm -hmm. quote unquote. But I feel. It's, it's crazy. I know there are other people who are accusing him, but they all, all the attention seems to be going on this one woman. The and I haven't seen her. Yeah, but I haven't seen outside of that interview. I haven't seen her, you know, on every channel or every, mm -hmm. you know, but it's this interesting that other people are accusing him. But I'm, I'm one, I think New York is going to lose a good leader mm -hmm. if they scare him into or shame him into uh, resigning. And mm -hmm. he's been the one that's kind of kept New York going this whole time. Because if we lose right. New York, that's it. You right. Know, everything in in this country is out of New York. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really afraid we're going to lose New York in terms of voters, in terms mm -hmm. of you know, people, a lot of people have moved out of New York. I know a lot of artists who have left. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was just from the pandemic. But if they lose him as a leader, I can just imagine who was going to replace him. Yeah. So. That's fair. I, I just don't. Mm. What do you, I mean, but what do you think he should do? Like, what, no, no, I think he should ride it which, out. I think he should ride it out. Mm -hmm. But something's fishy. Something still seems fishy about this to me. 
all of a right. sudden. All of we're a not sudden, even in an election year. Yeah, and then inside the like, like I said, um, I don't, I can't remember whose show I was on. <clears throat> but like I said, though, this seems fishy because in 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 the after effects of the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. you waited so long. After your after this has uh, supposedly happened to you, to come forward, mm. and who does that? I mean, yeah. who does that in the in, uh, now in hindsight of the Me Too movement? This has been four years in the making, and yeah. you mean to tell me at that point in time when it was happening to you, it wasn't that severe, but now you want to cry on television? Because this is the second time, if I'm not mistaken. This is, is the third the term. Third term. Okay. And you, he just got reelected, mm-hmm. and you didn't think to say this, not to say you did it to derail him, but that would have been a perfect time. He would have been out of, you know, that would have cost him the election. I, I just keep going back to the fact that um, this man is single, right? And he was looking mm-hmm. for a date. And right. I'm just trying to figure out, like, all, out of all the things, I mean, maybe, like I said, it may be inappropriate that he was looking for a date on his job, but that's where he works. That's where he's at all day long. Right. We have forgotten that that thing called work-life balance. Mm-hmm. He's the top of the state. There is no work-life balance for him. He's on 24-7. So he actually has no clear environment on how he can have a dating pool. Does that make sense to you? I, I, it, so it, he has it, it to makes swim in sense. every pool mm-hmm. to find a date, basically, even at work, unfortunately. It's, 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 it sounds, and I don't want to come across as if I'm sexist or anything of that nature, but it it does seem really fishy that it's coming out now. It's coming out like this. Um, and one thing that I have to say to people in general, not just women, if somebody is hitting on you or aggressive or flirting with you, that's not automatically abuse or abuse of power. Mm-hmm. He didn't threaten to fire you. There was no you know, pink slip on your desk. There was no going to your boss because he's not even your direct boss mm-hmm. to, you know, say anything. He didn't, like, start rumors about you. It, it sounds, and I'm wondering, was it That's just... That's why I said um, with this one in particular, the one that was, that's been on TV circuit in particular, um, mm-hmm. I would like to know more. Like Nora O'Donnell yeah. did me no justice with her interview because she was well, treating she the girl. Well, she set it up. She set it she up. She was treating the girl like, like a victim. victim. She was treating yeah. her like she was a victim, and she's not a victim. No. She wasn't assaulted. She wasn't raped this mm-hmm. time, but she was raped in her past. Yes, I give yeah. that to you. But at some point in your relationship with Governor Cuomo, you felt open enough to tell him about your rape. For the fact that and if he you were brought uncomfortable it up to talking you, about you, it, you should have said something. For the fact that you brought it up to he brought it up to you and asked you questions in relations to that, with the potential right. of going on a date with you, mm-hmm. knowing your history, because you had to open that up to him. You had you had to. 
because no one's just going to confront you like, I know you went rape. You want to go on a date? That's not how that happened. Mm. I don't believe that's how that happened. Like, I know about you being raped. So how do you feel about older men? That's not how that happened. And let's let's say even if it did happen that way, you tell him you're not interested. You you don't want to talk to him. You're not interested in. I'm being not, with that's what I'm saying. That's why Nora O'Donnell did it no justice. What was the closeout of your interaction a day? So he brought that up to you. He asked right. you out. How did you reject him? Did you say no? Thank you. Um, no, I'm not interested. Uh, I, I, I'm not in the I'm, you know, I'm not interested in that right now. How did you end it? Because it apparently ended right. right there because it was only one time. So for you to go to HR mm-hmm. and be like, I was harassed, makes it seem to me like you mm-hmm. were defending yourself in the sense of your rape. Like you're still stuck in your rape. And that's not mm-hmm. wrong to be that way, but the reason why I probably didn't go any further and they probably didn't take it to him is because they felt the same way. You yeah. were not harassed. This was not repetitive. I, he did I, not I don't, I don't re- know. He did not repeatedly come to you saying, you sure you don't want to go out with me? You sure? Are you sure today? What about today? You know, that did not happen. He asked right. you and apparently it ended there. And then you went to HR and said you felt uncomfortable with this conversation. But oh, so you're someone deeper, and I had a, a small stint in mm-hmm. HR. Um, and for your opinion, what would your response have been if she would have brought that to you? First, I would have, I would have took her, I would have took a statement. I would have took a statement. What is, what is, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. That he, I would, then I would ask questions behind it. Are you saying that he assaulted you, or, or are you saying that he? did this more than once because that would have been one of my questions to her did, how often does this happen and then i would have said okay we're going to deal with this and then she would have left my office he would have been next so we got a complaint on you um i need you to mm-hmm. tell me what's going on and why this happened right but mm-hmm. then i couldn't be the one to retain that information so after i took my interview statements because it's the top of our organization I would have had to take this to another level and probably sought out counsel. Keep, keep talking because my phone <clears throat> about to die. And right. No, talking. so I would have took it to, because I, I wouldn't have been able to retain that because this is about the leadership. So I would have took it to another level, maybe sought counsel and, and, and brought somebody else in to be a mediator of this situation because that, it, this is just not, it's not clear so. that that was harassment. Versus right. somebody approaching you with a proposition. Well, what's the what's the next step? Would you like to go on a date with me? Because because even here in we've had a lot of bad behavior happening um, at some of our companies, mm-hmm. specifically in our arts community, over the last five years or so. Um, House of Cards came tumbling down because it, mm-hmm. it was reported that you know uh, the lead actor and that was doing things, but and even at some of our theater companies, we've had allegations of sexual harassment. Um, and some were uh, dealt with, others wasn't dealt with, some was allegedly false. Um, how, what's the next step? So once somebody reports it, 
then what happens? Is it like a group meeting or individual meeting or? No, it would be individual. They would never do a group meeting if somebody is claiming that they have been harassed. You would never be um, sat down in the room with your harasser. <clears throat> but okay. you would get to Unless the bottom it of it, which is why she requested further. to be transferred from that department. I, but apparently they did not see it as harassment. They just allowed you to transfer. So, and and that's, and and that was my issue with the interview because I watched more of it since we talked last week mm-hmm. and I, and then watching it, it was one of those interviews where it was an agenda. They were painting a picture to come up with a specific outcome. Exactly. And then that, my problem with that was that they kept calling her a victim. Yeah. Yeah. So they were putting the verbiage out there. And that, yeah. as we talked about him week, as a predator, to make him a predator. Right. right. And it, in. Which that's inappropriate in itself because that's not for the media, behavior to actually out on a date as a predator. Yeah. Right. For the interviewer to be put because in a court of law, you would, that would have been an objection. Mm hmm. And, you know, because you're putting words in no that scope. person's mouth. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish, um, uh, would have did the interview. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, because I, I just felt like she was painting the picture for her mm-hmm. and asking leading questions. She was questions. asking leading questions, exactly. Yeah. And, and and it just and then she didn't give a resolution to it. That's the problem. That's the problem I was having too. There was no resolution to it. How did it end? Right. And there was never really an elaboration on an answer. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a short answer and on to the next one. So it wasn't any. But here's any the deeper. thing: most people feel uncomfortable when propositioned in the first place for a date. So if you were yeah. feeling uncomfortable, that's normal. Well. If somebody approaches you and asks and you out on a date, you do feel uncomfortable and weary and like, oh, I don't know yet. Let me make a decision. I'll let you know if I want to go. Well, where are we going to go? Or you're happy, right. but you're uncomfortable first. And then you're like, okay, sure, let's go out. Yeah. And it would be understandable for her to be uncomfortable because of his position. If right. nothing else, his position. So if that's what it was, okay, let's say that. Put that out there. It, so again, we can it, say, okay, but that's girl, exactly what I'm saying. Normal. He laid his cards bare. Mm-hmm. No one is just going to outright approach you and tell you that they're lonely. Yeah. He mm-hmm. laid his cards mm-hmm. bare. He started off by sympathizing with you. And I'm, I'm just doing this from my opinion. He started off by sympathizing with you about your rape. Yeah. Moved on to saying, how do you feel about older men? Leading up to his final question. Did she, did she question. talk about that? Yeah, she she did. That's how we know this. Because he asked okay. her, how do you feel about older men? Because she's 25. He's dealt with a 22-year-old before. And all of that. It led to them him I'm asking gonna, you, how do you feel about dealing with older men? And then leading to him, which was leading to him saying, would you like to go out with me? That's where it ended. Mm. And I needed her to finalize that with, how did you reject him? Because if you were uninterested, you just protect. You didn't just walk out the <laughs> office at that point. He's still your boss. I, but <laughs> no see, I, all this is attached to cancel culture, mm-hmm. and I'm uncomfortable with can, I, cancel culture. I feel culture. it's, it's um, attached to 44, 45. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel it's this. This is a Republican thing. I'm, unfortunately, that's it, how I feel. I don't know if that's well, true. Well, yeah, this specifically, but that's how I feel, it, it, yeah. that this is a setup. And I, I, I really. 
I, this specific, this case, I do believe this is where it's stemming from. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it past. Oh, y'all want to pull my stuff before. out the closet? Or oh, let's find some right. people that he, the single man, the one that was getting all the praise yeah, while he was it, president. It, it says something bad about our country that you can't speak out against power mm -hmm. or you know, allegations are come out against you or you'll be, you know, put under fire as he's being put under now because he was one of the biggest people who was consistently speaking out against Trump. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem that I'm having with many of the Republican uh, pundits and correspondents, Megan McCain, uh, and other people like that 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 are it, it's so it's childish. It's not even wrong anymore. It's mm -hmm. just childish. Like this is what you do the people who you don't agree with. You know, I I don't even argue with people anymore for reasons like this because it just it gets ugly and it's just for no reason. Mm -hmm. And because he spoke out against you and became a strong leader for his state. You are now going to throw him under the bus with trumped up charges of sexual harassment after he after he extended himself in terms of asking her out on a date one time. She didn't say, she didn't say anything about him talking about her rape, her previous rape. She didn't say any. That would have been I would have I, if, if he if he assaulted me, I would have brought all. I mean, we, we know that they talked about it. But she didn't harp on the fact that, and he was bringing up my rape and pressuring me, and it didn't sound like that. It sounded as if they had a conversation, and they got. Um, I didn't go as far as saying she was uncomfortable with the conversation, but she did what she was supposed to do. She went to HR. Now what? Why are you on an interview, a national interview? Why are you? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that? Why is it not that dog? Are you not happy with the transfer you got? Are you getting harassed on the job? Like none of that was said. She's not saying she's getting kicked back from work or it's been an uncomfortable work environment. You in a whole new environment now. Mm -hmm. Was it uncomfortable in the work environment that you were in? Right. It, it just feels and I don't understand how people, especially these Republicans, that's why I know it's all a game for them. This is a game, like, and you using our political and justice system as your monopoly game. And it's just, I mean, it, it just, it just paints it. a whole horrible picture. Like, during that whole entire interview, it was just, like, showing pictures of her and him together, um, mm -hmm. real chummy, real close, mm -hmm. you know, hugged up. Not hugged up, like, in a romantic sense, but hugged up in the pictures. Like, y'all real close. Y'all have that kind of intimate relationship not mm -hmm. to the intimate to the point of relationship, but intimate as far as in how y'all communicate you. with each other. Right. And it just seems off. Like, like, what is your point? And do, do you feel like he was going to assault you? Like, I, I'm just trying to, are, where do you get the idea that you were being harassed? Right. Right. I just, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Inappropriate? Yes. I'll yeah. give you that. Although I still take that back to, is it inappropriate if you had that kind of relationship on the workplace? But see, this is going to make it messy in terms of hiring. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but that's why. But that's also why I said I don't think these people are hireable. I really don't no. believe they are hireable. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I wouldn't want you there. You don't know how to do conflict resolution. And the. 
anything that happens in within this office, you're going to take it. You're going to go to the media with it. Right. So that if if nothing else, that makes you unhirable. That, not that doesn't, you were this offended. does not make you a whistleblower. This does not. Because mm -hmm. you need to define harassment for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can see if this was harassment if you didn't take it, you took it to HR and nothing happened. But this something did happen. It's only so much that can happen to the governor without it becoming public. And how if many, you took it how to many HR and their result, their before? results for you was to have was for you to request a transfer. Would you like to transfer? They gave you that opportunity. You didn't lose your job. And that the the and now I'm continuously saying this and. I've been shot down on social media for joining conversation. If somebody hits on you, it's automatically automatically creepy. It's assault. It's sexual mm -hmm. harassment. And but that's not because you're not right. attracted to me. Mm -hmm. You're not attracted to me. You're not interested in me. So now, because I want to know how many other people ever hit on her, and mm -hmm. is she going to this extreme with the average Joe? Right. Or is it because All I, I, is, I don't know the rest of them and I don't know the rest of their stories. So it's just, but, but it just but seems like a hit job. Right. It just seems like a hit job. Like y'all are trying to take this man down who's a single... If, I still keep going back to the fact that really he's a single man and other. he's older and he's trying to find a companion. Now what, now what if he would have really assaulted one of the others? It makes it look bad that you are... They got you the, as the headline. Right. It makes it look bad that they got you as the headline after one that was yeah. actually assaulted. It, it 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 makes it look really bad. It makes it look really bad, and yeah, it just makes it look really bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one of the people that feel like every man is innocent, but this feels really. It feels it feels disgusting, actually. Somebody who has been. And, and, and hypocrisy happens in politics all the time, in the world all the I'm time. I'm just trying to but figure out. I, I would really like specific. to know, like, who would hire her after this? Like, cause mm -hmm. I, I could not see me hiring you at my organization because, right. one, you're untrustworthy. Two, uh, you don't know how to do conflict resolution. And you and go right to the three, media. You're apparently not smart enough to actually define your words properly because you kept saying, I was harassed, I was harassed, I was harassed, and you were not harassed. You were you were propositioned. Yes, I'll but give you that. Even, it I may have been an inappropriate. Proposition is a, is a strong word. It was Well, the proposition meaning, would you like to go on a date? That's a proposition. That's the, that's not proposition yeah. as in prostitution. But you were propositioned in, as in you were given a question that... The, right. You were given a question that you could have answered, yay or nay. And then you, you did you follow the if if you were in fact uncomfortable, you followed the the procedure. You went to you HR. did what you were supposed to do. So why are you on TV? Because they didn't fire him. Because they didn't they didn't admonish him. Publicly. But he's an elected official. He wasn't going to be fired anyway. So what do you want? Now you are doing this to ruin him. For your is, lack of judgment and trying to do yeah. it and, and providing a proper decline of invitation. <laughs> and if for somebody who's been very vocal about the misogynistic behavior of mm -hmm. Trump, for them to then come out and do it, I would I could see if if it sounded like if this had been going on. And that's why it, I understand on the Dem side, right, the Democrat side, why they mm -hmm. are requesting 
because they're not actually doing forcible removal from office. They're requesting that he resign because they're trying to stay right. on an even keel, meaning we do it on the Republicans. If they did something yeah. wrong like this, we ask them to resign. So we got to do it on our side, too. But right. I thought y'all learned your lesson when y'all did Al Franklin, or Franklin the way y'all did. That he was exonerated after he resigned. But I mean, that's happening in businesses across the board. If there's any mention, look, they are getting rid of, they are erasing Pepe Le Pew mm -hmm. from cartoons right now. So it's not even. <laughs> right. And he was drawn that way, he was voiced that way. Right. You know, instead of forcing, it, it's just uncomfortable that that this cancel culture is so. Yeah, they was going after Miss Piggy too. Powerful. Oh yes. Because she harasses um, Kermit the Frog. Right, 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 right. And now that's harassment, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and forced. Um. And what right. is it? Forced. Physically. And he was physically. Verbal. He was physically forced to be with her. And she hit him when he didn't do something. Right. Running him she was abusive. That's abuse. <laughs> That's abusive. But I mean, they forget everybody just, in that, that knew about it was laughing at it. Don't cancel me for something funny. that you um, actually It was liked. funny because they were Muppets. That's why it was funny. Mm -hmm. You know, not the physical What's abuse the pop, portion the Muppet of it. That's in the trash can on Sesame Street. They going to take him out the trash can? the grots. <laughs> No, because they don't do nothing for homeless people. Oh, no, the homeless, homeless is okay, though. So you can put, you let them stay in the trash. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. But it, it, so, and transitioning from Cuomo, because I feel like this is about to get ugly with him. And I just want to, I'm going to follow this more closely than what I have been, because I'm interested in where, what turn this is about to take. Mm -hmm. But going into this aspect of, when I first read the article, I was, I said to my, like, this is real. And I yeah. thought it was just they were going to get rid of him out of this one, out of Space Jam. Space mm -hmm. Jam 2. I thought it was just he's not going to appear in Space Jam. But they said they're getting rid of him from this point on. They're not using that, that character anymore. How about rewrite his lines? Mm -hmm. It's not a real person. Like, just not his personality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cartoons don't have personalities. You know, he's redeemable. You, all you have to do is just cut the lines. You don't even have to erase anything. Change the lines. Yeah. Make up new lines. Make them more remorseful. But this whole thing of just canceling people because you don't like them, it's not even what they did wrong at that point. You just don't like them. So I don't want to mm -hmm. ever see you again. But what about the person who voices him? Now, he doesn't have a job. The person who in charge of drawing him for, you know, subsequent or new... They don't have a job no more, or they may be moved somewhere else, but they don't have this as a character anymore. So that's people losing a job because a skunk, a cartoon character skunk, is sexually aggressive. But I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> do you do you think Trump is going to run for governor of uh, or senator of Florida? Oh, that's the first I heard of this. Well, I mean, there's a rumor going around social media that he has a plan to run in another election and do it from Florida. 
like run mm-hmm. for some top office in Florida? Do you think, I mean, with the way Florida votes or doesn't vote, I would say doesn't vote because there's too many black people in Florida for them to keep being Republican, a Republican state or Republicans to keep winning that state. But do you think he could be a governor or even a mayor? You got comments. You think it's that, that you think there's that many people there that would, would vote for him to be Oh, in Florida? Oh, yeah. He would win. I want him just executed. I, I want to know the where his, his trial is right now. And I'm, I'm curious. You said who? Comment. Oh, Paris. First of all, who cares? To have a platform like this, why such a topic? First of all. Well, Paris, it's my platform. Uh, I own the rights to this platform. Uh, and I could talk about whatever I want to talk about. Would you like to call in Paris? Do you have a, a do you have a topic that is worthy of me discussing that you feel worthy of me discussing? Call us 443 Oh, what number was I about to give? You were close. I was? Oh my goodness. I thought I was about 443-642-9403. Call us, 443-642-9403. Call us, Paris. If you're not just a, a bot on, he probably on YouTube. It's one of them YouTube people. They be, they be real courageous. Paris with two R's. Mm-hmm. Educational system. Where are you from, Paris? Uh, but, you know... I feel like the artist exchange is, is really changing because some of the stuff that I want to talk about, I'm I'm not tired of talking about art-related things, but it's a lot of things that are affecting us. And after this last year, it's a damn shame. We're dying in the streets every day. We are dying, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not super spreading. Where you from, Paris? Are you from Paris, Paris? Paris, Georgia? Is that where you at? But, uh, <laughs> wow. Why me? I've had a great two days. I just wanted to talk about. Have you been vaccinated, Paris? Have you been sick, socially distancing yourself, Paris? I have. Are you getting the vaccine? What do you do for a living, Paris? (laughs) I'm in the hotel, sitting on the This is what social media has become. It's just, I think I know this purse. Come on, bro. Call in. We gave you the number, 443-642-9403. You have space and opportunity. Call in and voice your opinion. Just don't flush the toilet in the background. No vet. So you can't call? This this is this job. No, I think he was. I think I don't want to call it. Is I this can't jungle? see the picture because I don't. I don't want to. I think they are saying they did not take the vaccine. Not not hell no, they not gonna call. But you in a hotel. Hmm. Super spreader. Four four three six four two nine four zero three. Call in. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> uh, but um. 
Yeah, politics is definitely, I've tried to stay away from the news a lot because I, I just got tired of reading them new up-to-date numbers on coronavirus. I'm tired of psyching myself up in that way. Um, and you said, Marnie, that you're not getting the vaccine yet. Yet. You're going to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually hasn't but, been offered to me yet, but I'm because I'm not going to CVS to do it. I need my doctor to be involved. It is it's very suspicious to me that the CEO of, of CVS and Walmart and a number of these CEOs were sitting with Trump. And now they're being allowed to be exclusively the people who are giving out these vaccines. Now, here in Baltimore, at our civic center, uh, they're doing like mass um, vaccines, but it's still for certain populations. It's not anybody can show up. You still I mean, I did it. get a letter from my insurance provider that said that they have it. They have the vaccines, but they are doing it, and uh-huh. you know, they're doing it through the membership. And giving it to the people that yeah. are most critically in need first. Vulnerable. Yeah. But I, I'm still worried because other countries have, like the Johnson & Johnson one, uh, the country has, uh, there's other countries that have banned it or mm-hmm. they stopped the usage of it or given it out. Well, there are some um, critical things that are listed on there that, you know, actually will opt you out of get it, being able to get it. like. Um, if you've had the flu, um, one of them mm. is like a, a respiratory infection, bronchitis. Right. It's crazy. Like you know what? I'm, I'm still waiting had... for it to say something about diabetes. That's why I'm waiting for my doctor because I'm pre-diabetic and I don't want to get it yeah. without consulting my doctor. Yeah. I want her involved. She yeah, will see, make the decision for me if, I, if it's okay for me to get it. And the way that doing it like even even telling people if you have gotten both of your dosage of the vaccine you can now with certain things you can do like being around other people mm-hmm. without like i think that's so irresponsible to give that information out as of right now when we're when you're not even telling every the public that this is a trial we're in the and middle of a trial vaccine right now i don't even think they can legally call it a vaccine or should be able to legally call it a vaccine until they got scientific proof of it working. And now, okay, now we know we can do this or we have to give this type of doses to this type of person. And none of that information right now, it's just sitting and waiting. Mm-hmm. So you got it. Okay, let me call you in 30 days and see where you at. Your arm hurting. Okay, symptoms of numbness and arm. Like, I don't know anybody who's had any complications. One of my friends who is in... Georgia um, is he complete he, he's complaining of uh, severe arm pain and that's normal when you get a flu shot you get it's kind of sore but he said is like it's been two weeks since he got his second dosage and it still hurts he said his, his arm is still numb mm-hmm. so I don't I, you know and I'm, I'm that's just one person out of how many people have gotten it but the percentage of the people who've gotten it versus everybody else is still a relatively very small number. And yeah. do you know, do you know we've maintained number 26 on the list out of the country for almost a month now, over a month, I believe. For infection? We've been number 26. For the amount of infection? Uh, yeah. 
remain of our number. And that, that may be why our governor is trying and pushing for everything to be opened up. But I'm going to tell you, the rules that we have here in the city, out in the county, we don't have, they don't have those rules. I was out in Hunt Valley. Uh, yeah, I was out in Hunt Valley not too long ago. And I would, went into the Starbucks. And nobody in there had a mask on. I mean, I know when you're eating, there's limited, but it was a lot of people sitting in there. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't like these tables were closed down. The whole, you could sit anywhere you wanted to sit. So they had already went back to normal. Regular, it's like they went back to normal. Now, when they outside or when they, there's a market out there as well. And they was in a market, everybody had their mask on. But it, I, I feel like people have already went back to normal. I've seen a lot more events starting to happen and being, you know, taped and filmed and streamed. I think people are really exhausted because this this you know one, on one hand the cdc is saying you know continue to quarantine continue to but then they tell people who are taking the that they take you the know, vaccine they can go no, back no, to mm-hmm. like that's normal and the numbers are all the numbers had declined uh for like the mid february they had started to drop but then they're now back rising up yeah, I just uh, reported earlier, um, a video earlier, um, I can't remember what I was watching, I think it was on CNN though, where uh-huh. um, people that were taking the vaccine that finally came, you know, started to see their grandkids again and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was sweet, but... Yeah. I, I'm, worried. Just, I'm, I'm worried. I'm I am. I'm worried that in this slump, like us, Merlin here, being in Merlin, we so that that tells our leadership, our powers to be. Oh, we we can open back up. Yeah, as a five o'clock today, why... Maryland is open. Yeah, Maryland is open. It's a, it's a five o'clock today. Yeah, and it's. I'm not. Oh, man, this way I'm gonna be at. I'm. Mm-mm. I'm virtual. You can text me. You can Facetime me. Because I, I, I really don't believe it should have opened until we were at, at least, and I'm saying at the least, 50% mm-hmm. of vaccination. vaccination. Yeah. yeah. And I because don't even think no we point at 10%. In doing this if you're going to just start surrounding people, you're surrounding outside with people that are not vaccinated and going to the stores with people that are vaccinated, but the right. risk is still there because they could still have it even being vaccinated, because the vaccination does not prevent you from catching it. No. It prevents you from having severe effects from it. So you can pass that to me that's not vaccinated. And I'm not vaccinated, so I'm going to get the severe effects. You can't get a vaccine yet. Right. Right. And it's just, I'm worried. Like, I don't know where does it make sense that at 8% of vaccinations... (laughs) That it makes sense to start opening stuff up. I'll go back to normal because only eight percent of people got vaccinated. That doesn't make sense to me. But now the, the thing is, if they're mm. going to have vaccinations, the majority of people are supposed to have been vaccinated by the end of May, which sounds good. Mm. Why can't you wait two more months? It does, but it hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. Right. So why are we jumping the gun now? 
Like, I know this is costing this country a lot, but it's cost us a lot of deaths in us not being consistent. And which is, which like is, you know, when you Brazil, say it's costing us a lot, you also lost all those, you're losing all those people that were taxpayers. That mm-hmm. money's never coming back now. Mm-hmm. You can't forget about that. The people that died were taxpayers. So you've lost that money, and you've lost that money for good. If you're trying to put a dollar amount to life. And I thought we weren't supposed to do that. You know, I thought life was supposed to be priceless. (laughs) Well, in terms of cases, um, at number one, it's California. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two, Texas. Three, Florida. Of course. New York, Illinois, uh, all the bigger states, mm-hmm. Georgia, all of those that are over one million population centers. There's a whole bunch yeah. of popul- all the population centers. We're still down. Ooh, yep, we still down here. But these numbers, they're going back up. Then you know, you saw a kind of decline or plateau. I think it was more so a plateau, but you're starting to see numbers steadily crumb because. If you're opening things, I can I just imagine this time next week what the numbers are going to be. Mm-hmm. Being as though here in Maryland, we're opening back up. We Students have been in school. So that means children going back home with family members. So the family members either giving it to the children or the children giving it to the family members. And young people going to the market and going out in public and to these super spreader events, these comedy shows and birthday parties and weddings and and i'm not i'm not downing people for choosing to go forward because it's it's my choice as a guest to go you know uh i went to a funeral throughout all this because i i did not want to miss that funeral but i i really i i put myself in quarantine for the next two weeks after that because i didn't know and shockingly and i'm not a person that gets sick a lot anyway but I have not even had a cold during this time. And I don't want to get used to, you know, being inside. And that's the way I don't get sick, you know, because I've had to go out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and work. I have to work. But at the same time, I'm not willing to throw myself under the bus for what, you know. When your mission should be to outlive this. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm quite sure a lot of people would have still been here had our leadership said, you know what, across the board, all of our states, all of our cities and counties, we're all going to shut down and then we're all going to open back up. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we would have did that, instead of this state closing and that state opening up and then people doing what they want to do in between that, it's just going to keep cycling. We are, India has more, I think, has more as even more people than China at this point. They we are beating India. We would have been much better if we would have followed the same um the same thing that Canada That's did. Where they shut down completely right. and they provided right. a stipend right. for the for their residents yeah. per month. Yeah, but they still consistently shut down. Out of other countries, they did, but they paid too. their people to stay home. That's what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. 
and they paid mm-hmm. their people to stay home to the point where they could actually open schools back up because the virus was not heavily in the, you know, infection rates right. wasn't skyrocketing. But even some of them, once they opened their schools back up, they realized they had to close them back down. Not all of them. They, they did it, some but it was the, spot checked. It was spot checking, and when they find it, found a case, they would send those people home and then shut down their school for two or three days, but then they were back open two mm-hmm. or three later after they did a deep cleaning. That was more cost-effective than mm-hmm. this crap that we're doing. Opening <laughs> and closing. Yeah. And that's, that's we're not, I don't even think we're at 10% vaccinated yet in our state. And they're but already that's, I mean, And the reason why I said that is because that changed their educational environment for the better, yeah. because they were able to stay open. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was, and they were more. Where we got people dropping out of school on a virtual in the virtual environment, they just dropping out. That, <laughs> they don't want to do that. Still don't. That part I still don't understand because, you know, I I get how it affected children, and it affected households, and you know how much you could work because you had to be there for your child, but. We cannot blame your child not logging in at all mm-hmm. on the pandemic. We 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 just can't do it. You know, there was a problem, and I think a lot of parents realized, oh shit, it was something to that, that teacher call up my house every day. Damn. Mm-hmm. So he really don't he really don't do what he's supposed to be doing. No. Oh yeah. I know some parents point. who were right. Uh, it was some parents that were just upset at the fact that their child had to be. This wasn't a punishment. Quarantine was not a punishment. It was a necessity. Mm-hmm. And we clearly can see that a lot of people, even people who were doing what they were supposed to do, there needs you know, to be a commission. Had to get out uh, um, and work. A, a, a commission on this. Once this is over with, they need to do a commission on mm-hmm. this. So they could. There's no reason. Mm-hmm. In our day, yeah. that we should not have been prepared for such a thing. But the country was prepared. There was a whole board. No, there was, was a plan. There, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not talking about Obama's plan. But I'm just saying, right. in particular, even from a state level, yeah, that we should have been prepared for this. Yeah, it's not. This is not the first time. A pandemic has happened. This is not. Because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. always talk about the Spanish flu and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you learned that in school about the Spanish, the Spanish flu. Why did you think that this could not happen again and then be prepared for it in case you had to shut down? There should have been case studies on top of case study on top of case study on how to do and handle a pandemic. Now, I was now in in the beginning of this, I I let you know, I knew a friend of mine who was on the panel, the board um, for Obama's pandemic uh, emergency plan, Mm -hmm. the readiness program. And Mm -hmm. right. And that's that's why I've been able to refocus my energy so well, because she had already prepared me for this back in like April. She said, we're not, she said, you might as well just get used to doing this for the next year. But what makes, you know, what makes no sense to me too, as well, is Mm -hmm. we look at the Spanish flu, but it wasn't, uh, that was a hundred years ago. 
right? Right, right. You had the HIV epidemic that you also had that was more than, that was only 40 years ago, which will be more modern, mm-hmm. that you had to deal with as well back then. Yeah. It didn't cause the company to shut down because it was a sexually transmitted disease, but at the same time, it was still an epidemic and you had to try to figure out what and what you could not do. And you didn't know the rhyme or reason to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like we just were think unprepared even, for I, any I, of I it. Just we knew how to test. Like, how is that the yeah, only I, thing you know how to do in the beginning? Is test. Well, even for the the test, the test was still haphazard. That's what I'm because saying. Because it wasn't right. everybody didn't get tested. Mm-hmm. So you know, even with that, that wasn't foolproof. Because you said to get people, you know, the only people that were getting tested was the people that was considered essential. You know, it just, it makes, it, none of this made sense to me. Like it just, I think the only, and the only people that were really focusing on getting tested and that are still getting tested are people in entertainment mm-hmm. or athletes. Everybody else, it was just, well, I don't, I feel okay, so I'm good. But I, I do know of some employers that are out there that do test on a regular, especially when they have to have their employees in a close proximity. But they mm-hmm. don't, they test like once a week or. Um, some of them test if you feel like you have the symptoms, and and they'll test you then. Mm. I know I mean, some people have been, really... have been quarantined, have been sent home to quarantine, and things like that. Yeah. So it it is testing going on, and that the tests are cheaper, and you can buy them at the store and all this other kind of stuff. So that's I mean the improvements yeah. have happened, but it took you a year. And and I'm 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 feeling like that's for damn customer service. And what's interesting about that year is that, like, every university that has a lab has been doing the investigation on this virus, but it only seems like we, it felt like we were just learning. Like, mm-hmm. it, it didn't feel like we were being educators. Like, we was or, an established country who should have been doing pre- pre- preparation like this before. And and that's where we failed because remember, and we got John is the one that kept here. saying like, that it's not coming here, it's never going to come here. Yet you got a whole entire cruise ship sitting in California with patients out the ass. It was a whole cruise ship full of people, and you let them back in the country, and then it started spreading. Because I'm, I'm just you were thinking talking about... before you knew facts, <laughs> and see. And I think from the very beginning, we did not take this seriously because you remember in February, I did a whole month of a play and, and we had sold out houses. So I, I could have definitely and we shake every person's hand that came. We would get in our line and people would come and shake and we shook hands. And it was just, you know, we were smart enough to, you know. You saw a big thing of Purell and, you know, every now and again, everybody squirt. But it's still like they were giving out facts like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be just like such and such. The swine flu is just going to be just another thing like that. It's not going to be without knowing the details. And now we're realizing they knew the details and didn't take yeah. it seriously. I mean, and then it's also the fact that um, the case rate hasn't bottomed out. Like, I, like I don't think anybody should yeah. be going anywhere until we see zero deaths. Well, I mean, and the fact that people are now going on vacations. <laughs> and 
I just saw, you know, my. That's what I said, too, but I did say that, you know, as soon as I get the vaccine, once I get it, I'm out of here. But these people (laughs) don't have the vaccine. They don't right. have the. And, That's what I'm saying. But once I get it, I, you know, and they say I'm okay. And, you know, there you go. You got it. I'm getting out of this. I got to get out of here. I can't. I can't sit here no more. But you're not gonna go with a whole group of people either. No. Oh, I definitely no. I travel by myself. I can't do it. Yeah, but it's and I and I'm not saying because I took a couple staycations and I went and stayed in a hotel room for a week twice. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, because I needed. I live by myself. I don't have a roommate or anything. So it, it gets crazy. And you know, you're working, you know, you're working in the basement and living upstairs and like, right. I was going crazy. I was literally going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, it was so uncomfortable, but people are taking this as if the government is doing something to us mm-hmm. and not realizing. You know, the most hurtful thing to me throughout this whole thing was having to do weekly uh, FaceTimes with my grandmother in the hospital with all my cousins and aunts on the phone. That, that to me was, made me take this seriously. You know, because to watch my grandmother, you know, slowly go into... Um, an Alzheimer's state and we couldn't go and see her. We couldn't, you know, be there to kind of slow the process because, you know, when you're around people and you're talking to them and you're sharing stories, that helps them to hang on longer. Right. But, and she's doing well now, but it's still, we all can't go see her. You know, my aunt and my, my two aunts, my two surviving aunts, uh, they are able to go see her because they've been going to see her. But they don't want the family to now us take turns because that's too many different people around her. But they've gone to allowing them to go inside of the nursing home now because at first they were just outside. It was a tent and that was it. You know, when when they did open it up for visitors, you know, it, it was just. This this has been hard, but I'm glad that I talked to you, my friend, in the beginning because I would have been, you know, every month when they said, well, we will open up in May and we will open up in June and we will open up in August. And here it is a year, exactly a year later. It's exactly a year. And I think we've already passed. I think yesterday was the anniversary for when they, when they announced this was a pandemic, a global pandemic. I, I just want to, um, I got to do some shit. This weather got me feeling, I was this close to putting on some shorts, some jeans shorts. I already wore my dashiki and some sandals because that's how good the weather was feeling. But I know we got to still be responsible, even in the good weather, because I was ready. Um, <laughs> but as we close out, I want to say once again, Big Exposed Radio is the station for you. Come join us. We're on a virtual platform uh, until this pandemic eases up. So it's very easy for you and your guests to connect here on this station. Um, and you can hit us up at info at bigexposedradio.com. Uh, uh, go to our YouTube page, like, share, subscribe, and check us out. 
check out the shows that we have on so far. Um, and if you have a show, if you want a show, if you have a, an idea for a show, we can work with all of that. Just hit us up. Um, yeah. And next up is uh, the Cocktail Social. Um, and do we have any new shows? It is what it is. We'll be joining us back in April, beginning of April. Do we have any other announcements? No, that's it. That's it. So, uh, again, hit us up, info at theexposedradio.com. Tune into the Artist Exchange every Friday at 5 p.m. And also, I'm on uh, Binge Worthy Podcast. You can hit us up at Binge Worthy Podcast on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and that's a new episode comes out every uh, Tuesday at 3 p.m. And we have an episode that's out right now. So go binge watch it. We we finished our first season. We're actually almost halfway through our second season. And then Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., I'm on We Are You Morning Show on WeAreYouRadio.com. So check me out. I'm trying to just be out there. Uh, but hit us up. Peace out, people. I should ask his brother too.